where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Our friend blues analyst Darren Pang joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Panger, of course, an analyst on FS Midwest. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, uh, Randy and Michelle. I'm doing very, very well. I've made my way up to Michigan where I've got a little lake place and uh, just trying to get things organized here and uh, get a little bit of fresh air. So uh, I'm away from St. Louis for right now, but be looking forward to getting back there when, uh, when uh, and hopefully the season does resume and we know what we're going to do. We got it up to about 90 degrees yesterday here in St. Louis. What kind of a temperature will you have for a high there in Michigan today? Well, yesterday they were giving me a lot of credit for having their hottest day so far of the summer. Um, and it was about, it was probably it was probably 88 to 92. Um, so fairly hot, but right now there's wicked storms last night and thunder and lightning, and now it's a nice cool morning right here. Panger, how's the golf up there? As everybody knows, golf in Michigan is is uh, really underrated, especially if you get up north. I'm more centrally located, um, but up north where you're talking about Arcadia Bluffs and you're talking about Crystal Downs, which is a top 10 uh, country club course in the world, uh, it, it's, it is spectacular. The grasses are different. Uh, that's, been, that's the biggest adjustment. If you're a golf fan and you, you, you watch the guys on the tour, I'm totally amazed with how they adapt to the different grasses. I mean, when I came from the Midwest where we all had bent grass, where you can take a big divot in the fairway, mm-hmm. and then you move to uh, where I, I belong over at Meadowbrook Country Club where it's all zoysia, which are most of the courses in, in St. Louis are because it's a tougher grass and it's better the hotter it is. It's, a real, it, it, it's, 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 it's tough to adapt to, if you want to call it that. So there's a, a few adjustments, but the courses here are really, really nice, and I think the weather's just not as humid, not as muggy as it is in St. Louis, and that's one of the keys to bringing us here for the, for the summertime, for the offseason. How much are you looking forward to the PGA getting back going in a week and a half? Is that something on a Sunday that you're going to watch, or are you out golfing on a Sunday afternoon? You know what? I always enjoy watching the PGA. I, I, like, I like watching golf. I like watching the Walker Cup, amateur events, the, the USAM. Um, I, I was fortunate a couple of years ago, my nephew, who's on a scholarship in Utah, um, he qualified for the U.S. Junior Am, which was in Tennessee, and I got the caddy for him, and it was just spectacular, a USGA-run event, and uh, uh, they treated the kids like pros, and they, uh, and they made the golf course hard. So I'll watch golf all the time. I, I just absolutely love it. I, I really enjoyed last week, Randy and Michelle. Um, I enjoyed the, uh, the two great quarterbacks going up with Phil and, and, and Tiger. I thought that was really, really fun to watch, and, and watching the amateurs really put on a good show under pressure. Um, especially late. I was feeling bad for Tom Brady, to be honest with you. I thought that he had to pick up his game a little bit there. And then he did later on, and uh, they raised a ton of money, when, and, and that was all very, very positive. So uh, I, really, I, I really did enjoy that. 
Uh, at 7.45, we do take it or leave it here on 101 ESPN. And, Panger, one of the questions for us was that a recent study showed that dropping an F-bomb can actually increase a person's pain threshold emotionally or physically. And the take it or leave it was a properly placed F-bomb helps you get through difficult situations. On the golf course, when you hit a bad shot, I can't imagine Panger ever doing this, uh, <laughs> would you ever drop an F-bomb when things are going particularly bad? Uh, you know, I'm going to leave that. I, I, um, I think at one point in my career, I, I definitely did. And I think it, at the same time, and I'll, a short story here, but I think two things happened to make me a better goalie and give me a chance to play in the NHL. One was I started playing golf, and I learned a valuable lesson one time. I embarrassed myself at a club by doing exactly what you said in front of elderly gentlemen. And, uh, and, and when I did that, um, I learned that I better control my uh, emotions a lot better. And, uh, of course, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. I like keeping everything in control and uh, as much as possible. And if I got a moment to whack my club on the ground, that, that's okay. I, 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 I do that. I mean, everybody gets a little sour, but, but I don't know. I think there's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a game of dignity and a little bit of game of honor. I think you got to control your emotions in the game. I appreciate that, Panger. I don't know if you heard Randy and I talking before you joined us on the line, but one year ago today, the Blues defeated the Bruins 4-2 to in Boston. And Randy and I were talking about how crazy it was that the Blues, St. Louis, and the, and the Bruins seemingly couldn't win in St. Louis. Uh, what, or excuse me, couldn't win in Boston. What do you think it was about those two teams in the Stanley Cup final that they just couldn't seem to get it done at home? You know, I think it's hard to win in the Stanley Cup final on home ice. And, and in particular, uh, I go back to game three where, you know, the, if, if, I mean, it, it was only a year ago, but you remember the, the great uh, Jumbotron, the, the, the video that the Blues presented before every game. It started with Kelly Chase and went to Bobby Plager, went to the captains. And, and it, it was so emotional, I thought, and maybe overly charged. It was so good. Um, that's when the visiting team comes in and they just play a simple game. And, you know, when that happens, uh, you, you tend to play a, more of a, a game that you can sustain your energy. I think when you come out so amped up in the first three, four, five minutes because of the crowd noise and all the emotions, you can't sustain that. So what, I, I, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm making so, something bigger out of this. But I think going on the road in the final, I think it's easier to steal a game. Um, game six was, for me, an easy game for Boston to go steal. All the fans, all the players, all the family – Everybody was planning a party, and where was the Stanley Cup going to be that night? And that's, it's hard to play a game when you're planning on a party. And, uh, you know, then I wasn't surprised that the Blues were so good in Boston in Game 7. I felt it when we got on the plane. Um, I asked a couple of players how they're doing. It was almost like they were relieved to get that game out of the way, and now they were in their comfort zone going on the road and able to win it in Boston. So uh, it's funny how that works because the home ice should be an advantage for you, and sometimes it is especially when it comes to last change, if you're a heavy matchup team. You know what? The Blues were such a good four-line team that uh, it, it, I guess it seemingly didn't matter if they were at home or on the road, but clearly they played a more calm game on the road than they did at home. And, Panger, that'll make this playoff interesting, won't it? Because if there are no fans in the stands and everybody's able to play essentially a nerve-free, simple game, we might see really good hockey, even though there won't be the energy of the fans. Uh, just the, the structure of the game has a chance to be really good. Well, the teams that play with great structure and can get to their game real fast, which the Blues can, the Bruins can, um, there's a couple of teams out there that I'm not sure if they can or not, 
Uh, Tampa Bay would be one of them, a great regular season again, but I don't know how quickly they can get into a real defending game. The teams that are willing to defend, the teams that play structure in their own zone, and the teams that have a horse on the blue line like a Colton Pareko uh, with Jay Bowmeister last year, I mean, that's that's just a winning formula and a winning matchup. And uh, if you recall last year in Game 7, I mean, Craig Berube started the game with Oscar Sundquist, and he was a man on fire. Uh, he and Ivan Barbashev, they were just relentless. And so when you've got a team that can play your fourth line as a first line, and vice versa, or just exchange any kind of lineup and have the kind of depth that the Blues have, I think you're going to be in pretty good shape. Panger, thanks so much for the time. Enjoy your time up in Michigan, and we will talk to you soon, and hopefully we'll be talking some Blues hockey on the ice sooner rather than later. That sounds great, Randy. Michelle, have a great rest of the week. You Thank too, buddy. You. Take care.